the stream to Facebook now and going live. And we're live here on Facebook. Like to welcome those listening in podcasts and, and also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, how was your week, Mike? And, uh, did, did you get as much snow as you were telling me about yesterday, last night? Week went well. went by really fast. Like, last week felt like it drug on because it was the first full week after that short week of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This week went by super fast. All of a sudden, it was Friday at noon, and I was already ready to leave. And by the time I blinked my eyes... It was 4 o'clock, and I was heading home. Then, uh, yes, we got about 5, 6 inches, uh, depending on where you're at and how much you're drifting. But, yeah, we got about 5, five and a half inches or so. Okay. So was this the first time you had to uh, use the snow plow on, the, on, on your tractor? So I did not use the snow plow. Uh, I actually don't have it on yet because we got a snowblower last year. Oh, um, okay. So... The snow we use the, the snowblower works a little bit better. The snowplow, you have to kind of make piles, and there's not great places to put it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So it's it's not it's it's good for like in the Quad Cities it was great because I had places to put it that were easier to clear off. Here I don't have places to put it. Gotcha. I don't have like well, a boulevard we... to shove it into. Gotcha. Well, here in the Quad Cities, Mike, we, we we had a little bit of rain. We had a rough, really bad patch of fog on Thursday morning uh, driving into work. Uh, but overall, I mean, my work week wasn't too bad. Um, breaking in and training a newbie, uh, a newbie in work. And but uh, I think we're getting, we're seeing the our group is seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with a pro with a uh, a repackaging project that that we're right in the middle of. So. I think we should be in good shape going into the Christmas break that we shouldn't have to worry too much about what we're going to come into uh, when we all come back from the Christmas holiday after working with a reduced staff in between that, that week in between Christmas and New Year's. And are you guys good to take your your family vacation that week? I think we will be. Okay. No problem. It's been approved. It's going to happen. By the way, Rich, I got to take a time out. Do you see? Okay. Point them out. Okay. Right there, I uh, come into my finger. Like, I just fed them, but so they're out a bunch. Yeah. But you can see them right there, moving around. Uh, if I put my finger there long enough, they'll actually come to my finger like I'm petting them. Super awesome. These guys, you're gonna watch these things grow. They're gonna get. Okay. They're gonna get big enough that you'll notice them, but they won't be big enough that they'll bother you. But they super cool okay. fish. Pea puffers. They're freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so fans of Balls and Sticks, if you're watching our uh, our live feed either on on YouTube or on Facebook Live, that was Mike's fish tank update. Yeah, update. Fish tank yeah. update. All um, right. So speaking of updates, we gotta give you an update of what what happened in between our shows, uh, in between our from uh, in the world of sports, in between from when we last recorded, Mike. So what what are some things we're gonna be talking about? Well, um, I mean, we are in prime NFL season. That means we're talking our power rankings. We have some playoff talk to talk about and some major signings to talk about all in the NFL. Uh, Plus, we're going to hit the World Cup. Rich, what else are we talking about this week? Well, Mike, I think the signings you're uh, referring to more happened in the world of baseball, not football. But uh, we still got signings to talk about. We got a major signing to talk about in the world of football. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you break that one too. I don't think the signing. If we're on the same page, Mike, I don't see that as a big signing. But we'll talk through it because it does have an impact with Thursday night football. It and did. also, like, yep. um, we got to talk a little bit about the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. What it looks like this year and what it's going to look like going forward. But, Mike, all that and more, but what do we got to do first? We got to r- 
roll the intro. There we go. <laughs> Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. So, Rich, I apologize. I forget that we're when we do these night shows on Fridays when you have to work the next day, uh, it does mean that we got to be a little bit quicker than our normal show. So, my apologies. Oh, no, no, no. That, that wasn't a reference of, hey, well, let's wrap it up. That was, ooh, how long are you going to do, how long are you going to hold it? Oh, That's I would have held it longer. I just thought you were trying to get me to go. No. Because of, yeah, it's, I mean, it's no. fine. I should be respectful of your time anyway. So No, no, it's all good. So, so Mike, uh, we had a poll question this week. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk through the uh, through what the songs were while you pull that up while you pull up the results. Last week was "Living on a Prayer" and "Mr. Brightside." So the videos that we had included uh, the Big House of Michigan of uh, the University of Michigan singing "My Mr. Brightside" and "Living on a Prayer," which is a lot of featured at the New England Patriots games for yep. Bon Jovi. So yep. Mike, how did what? Where did you vote? Well, I'm coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. So I voted for Mr. Brightside. All right. How did I you vote, Rich? A, I, I went with Living on a Prayer. You know, uh, that song has a special place in my heart. We also only had three votes this week, you, me, and one other person. So who was the tie-breaking vote, Mike? Your father. And who would you vote for? Do you have a guess? It's your father. Do you have a guess? I'm going to go with living on a prayer. You are correct. Living on a prayer. Okay. 66% of the vote. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would have thought that uh, I, I know that uh, my wife and uh, my brother and sister-in-law are big Michigan fans. So I would have thought that they, they might have swayed it over to Mr. Brightside. Um, but they forgot to vote. They forgot to vote. Folks, so, if you want to on vote on these, you can check us out on Facebook.com slash Fans of Balls and Sticks. That's our group's page. Uh, you can find us there. Um, join the conversation. Um, and, uh, yeah. All right. So, Mike, this week we're going kind of more back to the uh, the world of techno music. And we're going to go with, I'm going to make you sweat. But you more know it as, everybody dance now. See. You know what I know that as? What? The song from uh, The Man of the House. Oh. The Chevy Chase, Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, movie. I'm not familiar with that one. And um, the other song we're going to go with is I Like the Move It, Move It. I Like the Move It, Move It. I Like the Move It, Move It, Move It. Yeah, we'll get that up. I'll get that. I'll work on getting that up uh, when we go off of the air. Okay. All right, Mike. Week thirteen of the NFL in Thursday night football. Mike, how did our locks of the week go? Our locks of the week, Rich. You picked the Col- the Cowboys over the Colts. Man, did they ever take a take a de- devastating win on that one? The Cowboys won fifty four to nineteen. Le- bringing you up to 10, 2, and 1. All right, Mike, your lock of the week was the Chiefs over the Bengals, and the Bengals won 27 to 24, dropping your record to 8 and 5. Mike, I got to say it. I told you so. You did. I, I gave you a warning. I gave you a warning. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, Rich, how did you do in the upsets? How about you give us both All upsets? Right. I can do that. So, Mike, I picked the Dolphins over the 49ers, and that didn't happen as the 49ers won 33-17, to dropping their record to 6-7. and However, the 49ers did lose their standing quarterback in that game as Jimmy Garoppolo um, has an injured foot, and while it won't require surgery, he's probably going to be out for the end of the year, maybe, maybe back for the playoffs, but doubtful. Third-string quarterback Brock Purdy will be uh, under center for the rest of the year. Uh, Mike, your pick was the Jaguars over the Lions. 
And boy, did that one not come through as they also, that was also kind of a blow, a lopsided game as the Lions won 40 to 15, dropping your record to six and seven as well. Rich, the Bears played the Vikings, or played the Packers this week in Chicago. We both picked the Packers, and of course the Packers won 28 to 19. Um, Rich, were you at any point afraid the Bears were going to win? I mean, I don't, I, did you have I, hope I that the hopeful. Bears were going to win? I was hopeful when I saw 1916. Yep, yep. But you know what? It, it, it just seemed like the defense, the defense was what fell apart. And it almost seemed like uh, my boss, Jamie Johnson, a big Bears fan, always has uh, 670 to score on in his offense at, a low, at, a, at an acceptable volume. Um, of course. At an acceptable volume. And um, and he was almost making, making a case that, you know what, their play calling got awfully conservative late in the game to where he was almost thinking like they were playing to lose at the yeah. end of the game. By the way, I think they might be now. We'll get they into might that. Be. Uh, Maybe we'll get into Rich, that when we talk I'm, about our power rankings. I'm at 11-2. and two. You are at 7-6 and six for the Bears picks this year. Um, has your optimism died? Um, yeah, I think it has. Okay. I, I, I don't see him winning the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I All right, Mike. don't think you're wrong there. So Thursday, Thursday night, night football. football. Yeah. Good game. Uh, Raiders, Rams. Um, the Rams were down to their third-string quarterback as well. Uh, which you brought up last week, convinced me to change my pick. But then Wednesday happened. And Wednesday was that they claimed Baker Mayfield off of waivers. The guy probably had no more than a day and a half to learn the offense. Yep. And midway through the first quarter, who do they bring into the game? Baker Mayfield. Three snaps. Three offensive snaps is what it what it took to get Baker Mayfield into the game. That's what it took. So, any, so any, um, I really didn't. So I, I missed the first half of the game because I was at my church volunteering at our fruit pantry. Nice. And so I came in, so I put the game on in the background because Amy was off doing something. Amy was over at her folks' house. Yep. So I had the house myself. And was kind of eating my eating my eating a late dinner, and kind of just having the game on his background, scrolling through my phone, and then all of a sudden I see I see a minute left. Ooh, this could get interesting, as due to some late penalties and some maybe some Baker Mayfield magic, they pull off a game-winning touchdown. Yeah, touchdown leaving only five seconds on the board, basically enough for a kickoff and one offensive play Yeah, for the Raiders. And you know what? You know what? I'm not mad at it. Um, So I actually actually had the opposite. I was watching that game, like legitimately. I didn't watch it from start to finish. It was more of a passive watching. I was legitimately watching it uh, the first half and part of the second half. Uh, the first part of the, the the third quarter, the first half of the third quarter, and then uh, my wife was was woke up. She was sleeping on on the couch, and she woke up and was like, "Oh, it's time for bed." And I'm like, "Well, this game's not going anywhere." So I went to bed and missed the uh, Baker Mayfield. By the way, I did switch it back to. Uh, the Rams winning mm-hmm. on my and, pickup, and like because I because while well, you did say the Rams, and then while I was giving you originally said the Rams when you gave your initial pick for this game, and then as I was talking through my thought process that led me to pick the Raiders, you said, you know what, Rich, you're right. I'm gonna have to switch to the Raiders. I'm still gonna give you credit for our season tally of our records of a Rams victory. So you're going to be 11 and five on Thursday um, for Thursday games. I'm going to fall to 10 and six because the Rams pulled off the victory. Okay. 
Sound good to you? Uh, it worked for me. I, I I did not ask for that initially. Uh, you offered it to start, so I, I want the people to understand. I'm not. I didn't beg for it. I didn't even ask for it in the in it initially. You offered it. I said you don't have to, but I'll leave it up to you. I know. So so Mike, as I'm watching all this and they're talking about how man, you only had a day and a half, and they said they somehow got him the playbook before he boarded his flight to L.A. so he could study it on the plane. And I'm almost thinking in today's modern age and with the advancement of the video game, do you almost tell him, you know what, play some Madden football. That's our playbook. That's pretty because they try to mirror the, the type of plays that could be called that could be in the co actual coach's playbook to the game because if it's in the game, it's, it's in, in the, the game. game. Yeah, so that is an interesting question. Um, so how much of this playbook did they scale it down to just say, all right, worry about studying these 10 plays and we'll worry about the rest? Because he said, so, man, it's a good thing we studied that two-minute drive. <laughs> so let's, let's, get, let's get on this. Um, when, we talk, when we talk the NFL, when we talk uh, how the players play – what you got to understand, the playbooks are nearly identical. So playing Madden doesn't tell you much. Because what Madden does is it gives you the style of the offense, what traditional label they use for the offense, and then what the typical, what the breakdown of how the play should, should happen is. It does not give you how the plays are called. And that's the difference. See, in the NFL, each team has a different way of calling it. So what you may call uh, a split right, uh, lightning left, 32 on hut, and I, I, I'm making things up. I know, I know. And by all means, I was never insinuating that the, he scaled down the playbook so much that it was like if he was playing Madden. But it's not even that. You're not learning. You're what you're what you're doing is you're learning the vocabulary. You're translating vocabulary. It's all you're really doing, because the the difference of the playbooks they're calling the same plays. When you watch, when there's a reason why in Madden. Everybody has the Tampa two cover offense with a with a twist of some sort, right? Mm -hmm. But when they call the play or defense, I'm sorry, defense. When they call the play, they don't call it that. They call it some random string of particular language in which they use to make the play to tell the people what the play is. That's the difference in it. It is not saying, oh, well, we have this play, this, this is how we draw this play out on the, uh, on the shotgun play. We, and they're not going to call in a play and say shotgun, pass to the right, uh, slot receiver post. There's slot re receiver on the post. What's up? Um, keep talking, Mike. Because I gotta go swap headsets. Okay, that's fine. The iPads didn't the iPads didn't charge up like I thought they would. Okay, that's Keep fine. So, so this is where the difference is, folks. Um, it's not a. It, it's not that the game is that much different. It's more to do with. Uh, it's it has more to do with how it ends up playing out. And what your vocabulary is. So the vocabulary for um, for Los Angeles is different than the vocabulary for Tampa is different than the. I mean, so the plays are all the same. And I, Rich, I hope you're kind of hearing what I'm saying here. Um, if you're not, you can. I I have you muted, so you don't. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter how you like though that side of things isn't how it works. It's the language in which you use. And that's what the difference is. So it's not that you have to learn a whole new set of plays. The plays are all going to be the same. 
it's how to call that play for the entire team to understand what you're saying. And that's the difference in each each NFL team. And that's why I think we all look at it like, oh, that's an amazing team. By the way, don't get me wrong, that is one of that is one of the best that is an amazing thing. You're not going to see it on a regular basis at all. And uh, there's a really good reason on that. So, again, that's just the way I see it. Um, and uh, I could be wrong. But, but everything I know about it um, says that, that that's how that kind of works. So, take it, leave it. It's up to you. Um, Okay, well, folks, we are we're getting ready to go into our power rankings. So what I'm going to do is, uh, as we move towards the power rankings, um, we will. Uh, can you hear me, Rich? Okay. I, I know. I, I never lost the audio on you. Okay, um, perfect. So, what are your thoughts on what I said then? Oh no, I, I can I can get behind it. Maybe I was just trying to simplify it to too too broad a sense of was that a way that they could have told Baker Mayfield to study our playbook? In yeah, a way? yeah. I mean, it is one way. And and the real the real trick on that one is, can you if you do it that way, if you put it in if you put him in Madden and you have him do that, uh, that would be a way that he could learn the playbook. And not be considered tampering. So I don't know. But a great comeback story, and that was the big sign. Was that the big signing that you were referring yes. to on the NFL side? Yes, that's Baker a, Mayfield. I think that's a huge signing. I know that you don't think it's as big of a deal, but but if anything was, is he better than John Wofford or Ray Perkins or whatever Perkins that they played that that they played with last week? I mean, he won the game. And this, do you think? Yeah, this victory you, proves it. Do you think that they they had a better chance with? Uh, do you think they have a better chance if if uh, if if they play their third string? No, I don't think they do. So okay. in a sense, the Rams are actually on their fourth quarterback. By the way, this year, just just to put this out there, um. If the Rams win out, they could finish the year eight and nine. Hmm. If the Niners lose out, they would finish the year eight and nine. And if the Seahawks only win one more game, which would need to happen for the Niners, they would have to they could they would have to win at least one game for the Niners to lose out. They would be at eight and nine, and the Cardinals are at four and eight currently. So, theoretically, the Rams still have hope to make the playoffs. So, on the old line that you always see as a meme from Dumb and Dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance. I did. I am. And with that, okay. And with that, Baker could be the answer. Could be. Okay. Now let's. Anything, so overall, I mean, it, I don't, I don't see it as a huge signing by all means, but he, yes, he does give them a better chance to win than with Wofford or Perkins. And if anything, he's in the door. So you could easily say, you know what? Great job, Baker. Can we keep you? What would it cost to keep us, keep you around as a backup or an insurance plan to Matt Stafford? Yeah, it it really does. He's never fully. If he's not fully healed by the time twenty the twenty three season rolls around, yeah, totally agree. Okay, Rich, let's get into our power rankings. Uh, I have Good. the ELO, and the ELO actually has some surprising slots, and has some teams not where they are completely different. So we are going to go through oh, the top okay. ten. When I say completely different, I don't mean completely completely different, but we're going to go through our top ten, the ELO's top ten. And, and uh, give you our power rankings, what they say the top 10 is, which is actually affected by the ELO 
uh, and I have evidence when we get to it. So let's get to it. Rich, number one overall, who do you have? Um, I put the Philadelphia Eagles. I actually agree with you on this one. Um, and so does the power rankings. Uh, however, the ELO, by the way, this is purely a scientific one. This has nothing to do with looking at how things are, how, how a human being analyzes current situation. The Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. Let me, hang on, that might be affected by something, so I need to check something uh, real quick. So while you're updating that, Mike, uh, my number two team is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Okay, um, I agree with you 100%, and it, it is affected by that, but not enough. Wow. Okay, it's close enough. We'll go with it. All right, Mike, who do you have in three spots? Uh, I didn't tell you who the ELO has, though. Who, who do they have? The ELO has the Buffalo Bills. At number three or two? At number two. All right. At number three. At number three. At number three. The ELO has the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Who does the power rankings have at number two and three? At number two, the Buffalo Bills. At number three, the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Mike, who did you put at three? I put the Buffalo Bills. That's where I have the Bills as well. Number four, Mike, is where I put the Kansas City Chiefs. This is where I put the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. What do the power rankings in the yellow have to say? At number four, they actually, this is where they put the Philadelphia Eagles for the ELO. Our power rankings rankings at number four have the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Nito, all right. Number five, we're halfway home on the top ten. Where, who, where, what team does the power rankings in the ELO have? The ELO, or the ELO has... The San Francisco 49ers, the hmm. the power rankings bring the Minnesota Vikings to number five, and I bring okay. the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Number five is where I put the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not mad at it. I, again, I, I don't disagree all the way. So um, number six, Rich, who do you have? I went with who day. The Cincinnati Bengals. So this is the one spot you, me, the power rankings, and the ELO all agree. All right. So I got a feeling we're not all going to agree on number seven, Mike. So what what does the computer have? Uh, Seven, they have the Baltimore Ravens for the ELO. The power rankings have the San Francisco 49ers. Got it. And I have the Baltimore Ravens. I went with the Miami Dolphins here, but I do have the Ravens at number eight. It's not a bad place to put the Ravens, but I put the Dolphins at number eight. The ELO has the Minnesota Vikings all the way down at eight. This is the ELO, folks. This has nothing to do with you and me. At number eight, our power rankings have the Baltimore Ravens. All right. All right, Mike. So number nine is where I put the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I put the Tennessee Titans here. As well as right. I... as well as the ELO. And uh, the power rankings have the Miami Dolphins. All right, Mike. So what's the algorithm have for number 10? The Tennessee Titans. I have... All right. I have, or the, the the ELO has the Miami Dolphins. And I have wow. the San Francisco 49ers. This is where I put the Tennessee Titans. So, Mike, overall, between the algorithm, the power rankings, and the two of us, we all have the same teams in the top ten. We, we do. We're just in a different order. We have some vastly different order. Um, yeah. Vastly different orders. 
but at least we agree on the same on the team. And we all agree that the Cincinnati Bengals are number six. Yes. All right, Mike. So we we gave you the top ten. Now we got to give you who's who's at the bottom of the barrel. So, Mike, let's start at number twenty-eight and work our way down. Number twenty-eight is where I have the L.A. Rams, and this ranking is based not off of the results of Thursday night football. Okay, uh, at twenty-eight, the ELO has the Denver Broncos. The okay. power rankings have the Los Angeles Rams. Right, I Mike. have. That's not right. All of a sudden. In that position, that is not right. Um, I don't... What the heck? Okay. Uh, I'll go back over here. I have a different spot for mine. At 28, I have the Carolina Panthers. All right. Well, the Panthers is where I put them at 29, Mike. Okay. At 29, the ELO has the Chicago Bears. The power rankings have the Carolina Panthers, and I have the Los Angeles Rams. By the way, this again goes before, this is looking at what they were going into Thursday night football as. Going, Tuesday. This is going in Tuesday, not Wednesday. Tuesday. All right. Number 30, Mike. I have the Denver Broncos. Chicago Bears. Okay, um, the ELO actually agrees with me, I believe. Let me check. Um, no, they do not. They have uh, their oh oh. They have the Bears and the Panthers tied Ooh. for twenty nine. Okay. So flip a coin and decide who you think. I think the Bears actually go to 30th on that, uh, but that's me. The power rankings, right. however, have the Denver Broncos. All right. I went with the Denver Broncos at 31. At 31, I have the Chicago Bears. Uh, the ELO actually has a shocking team at 31. This is the Jaguars. No. Same Ooh. division. Colts. Atlanta Falcons. Oh. Okay. Yeah, All I right. think that's surprising. I have the Bears there. Uh, and the Bear, the power rankings actually bring the Bears down to 31 as well. And at 32, let's all say it together because everybody well, agrees. Houston, the Houston, Houston Texans. Texans. Yep. Yep, the Houston Texans right. suck. So that is our power rankings top 10 in bottom five and because we don't have the nascar quarter anymore mike let's give our shout out to our favorite and only unofficial sponsor triple i sports cards incorporated moline illinois check them out on fifth avenue in moline illinois or online on their ebay store triple i sports cards incorporated now here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna make the argument against you for rich when it comes to power rankings and where to put the chicago bears Versus the Denver Broncos. Okay. Who, who has the number two overall pick? Yep, and you gave that same argument to me last week as far as by the records, who has the formal number one overall pick? It falls to the Bears. I'm looking at it as these teams have the same record. There was a lot more expectations for the Broncos, and they failed miserably. And I think if it was a head-to-head matchup between the Bears and the Broncos, I'm giving that victory to the Bears. Yeah, I mm, I actually have some thoughts on that. I shared my prediction at the beginning of the year, and it actually might turn out to have uh, a, a modified way to come true, and I'll explain it in a couple of weeks. All right, Mike. So let's check out. So let's close the book on week number 13, and look ahead and give you our predictions for week number 14. So, Mike, it's an even week, which means you have the first pick. So who is your lock of the week? My lock of the week is going to be, 
And I, I, I tried, folks. Rich, you can attest to this. I tried I my hardest to find a different game than this. But I got to go with the Dallas Cowboys over the Houston Texans. All right. That's a, that's a slam dunk. In theory, it should be a slam dunk. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. So I don't blame you for taking it. And there weren't really too many of those on the docket this week. There are a lot of – go ahead. Because there's a lot of divisional games. 100%. A lot can happen in a divisional game. Yep. You, you never you never want to bet – you never want to bet the house on a divisional game. Unless it's the Packers over the Bears because Aaron Rodgers – is because Soldier Field is now Rogers Field. Yeah, it so just Mike, is. I'm gonna. Yep. So Mike, my lock of the week. I've got to go to a divisional game because it makes the most sense to me, and I'm gonna go the Chiefs over the Broncos. Yeah, that is the next best pick. It's hard. Um, upset special, Rich. We already picked it, so you. I will let you speak first, but we already know who. We already know that I picked first. Well, Mike, you probably. I don't know if there was a clear-cut good upset special because there are a lot of divisional games, but I'm going to go back to the well with a divisional game, and I'm going to say the Jaguars over the Titans. Yeah, that's I don't it's know. not a bad one. I'm picking Tampa Bay over San Francisco. Here's why. One, uh, we mentioned it at the top. We have missed – we didn't even mention him. We mentioned who he was. Uh, when we talked about the San Francisco 49ers losing, we mentioned the name, but we didn't tell you who he is. The most important thing on his resume right now, he's Mr. Irrelevant. But he also has the claim to fame of being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. He can wear that the rest of his life. But he is also going to... a week until, unless they figure out a better option. But But you're telling me that him wearing the badge of Mr. Irrelevant goes away because he's a starter? He was a Mr. Irrelevant pick, what, two years ago? Or was yeah. It, or is he the current one? I think it was two years ago. But that oh. doesn't go away. We When when we tell this, and, and, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Tom Brady, but when we tell the story of Tom Brady, what's the biggest thing we always talk about? How he was a fifth-round draft pick. He was 166th in the draft. Why did I – how did I pull that right out of my head? I'm 95% sure, no idea. sure that that – Because can... it comes up every single time Tom Brady yeah. is talked about as one of the goats of all time, the goats of the mo- of modern NFL football. Yeah. Keep me on, Mike. I think I know one other spot where I could have a – I could have a an iPhone headphone. I'm still going to okay. talk and I'm, I can still hear you. Okay, so, yeah, Tom Brady, we always talk about he was picked, oh, I'm sorry, 199th. He was picked in the sixth round, Rich, 199th. 100, we always talk about that. Now, that's not quite Mr. Irrelevant, but that's pretty darn close, folks. And yet, Brock Purdy comes in as Mr. Irrelevant. And sure, we may one day talk about how he's one of these greats, but nobody. It, uh, I don't believe there's a single Hall of Famer who comes out of the Mr. Irrelevant position, by the way. So. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right on that, Mike. So, Mr. Irrelevant, starting for the San Francisco 49ers, going against Tom Brady, who is actually having some fight to fight to win the division, needs to continue to win. Uh, otherwise, he's not going to make the division. So I am going to pick Tampa Bay over San Francisco. All right, Mike. Well, we get the double dip on our uh, San Francisco 49ers this week as they're also going to be playing on Thursday night football, taking on the divisional game, the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. So, Mike, who's your pick in that matchup? I got to go with Seattle, I think. I, this game's going to be a really good game. A, it's a divisional game. B, it's one of those really good games that I don't know who's going to win. I really don't know who's going to win. It's going to end up being a good game, not a great game. All right, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Niners. 
because that that was my gut reaction. That's what I'm going to go with, regardless of how Purdy plays for an entire game. Yep. And you know, San Francisco still got a good defense, and they got Christian McCaffrey, so they could run the ball. Yeah. And find ways to make Purdy look Purdy on the field. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that's going to work, but. We'll see. Um, and we've already covered all the NFL news. The big news in the NFL are the San Francisco 49ers starting uh, Mr. Irrelevant and um, Baker Mayfield playing in uh, in in, in uh, L.A. So, by the way, uh, were you did you at least catch how much it was a home game for the Raiders? Yeah, and I figured it would be. Yeah, there is a huge contingent of Raiders fans there. And, and I think it would have been – it's a lot – that's kind of the way it is for the Rams. Yeah. Whenever a national – a team that has more national following comes into SoFi, too. Yep. Yep. So, um, so folks, I am going to apologize uh, about the audio. Um, my audio is now on more of a speaker, so – I can make it work better. I, I can make it work better. Okay. So, anywho. So, anywho. So, we had that. So, World Cup soccer, Mike. Yeah. Really close to the World Cup wrapping up. So, um, we're just about to the semifinals, Mike. Uh, So, the U.S. and Australia were both knocked out in their round of 16 matchup. England is fighting for a spot in the semifinals tomorrow when they take on France. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game for them. France is one of the top four teams in the World Cup this year. Um, so it's going to be this is where it'll get fun. Uh, we'll be we'll get to see uh, what England is actually made of um, because they can't buy their team uh, as it is. Most of uh, England's players are in the Premier League are players from around the world. So we don't get to see a lot of those guys playing right now. Uh, or we don't; those guys aren't playing for England right now. So, um, yeah, that'll be a great match. I actually think uh, France wins that match, mm-hmm. and so we will see how that goes. Okay, Rich, All right. it's time to talk college football. It's about the only time of the year that we do the current top four and your playoff teams have been announced. Yes, Mike. So it'll be number one, Georgia, taking on number four, Ohio State. And then your 2-3 matchup will be Michigan versus TCU. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> that uh, TCU made it in. Uh, Trinity or uh, Texas Christian, right? Isn't that TCU? Yeah, Texas Christian. Um, they're... I am really surprised they, they made it in. I thought uh, they would put in an Alabama team. They would put in a two-loss Alabama team over a one-loss TCU team. Um, but, uh, you know, next year yeah. this won't even make it be a big deal. Because... Well, I, I think it could be a big deal, Mike. So, why don't you give a breakdown, because you have more screens than I do. What is going to happen in 2024 when the when the college football playoffs expand from four teams to how many, Mike? Twelve. All right. And how will those 12 seeds be determined, Mike? So the, the top five ranked division or, or conference winners. So it's not based on... Your, what conference you're in is based on your ranking and who wins the conference, if that makes sense. So, like, it, it, it does. So, in theory, Mike, with, with the current format, the way you explained it out, technically, an eight and four Kansas State yep. would be your number five or four team, and they automatically get a pass to the second round. Yep. Uh, and I don't, so yeah, we'll, we'll get there in a second. But um, and then you're then you have uh, after that then you have your uh, then you you it's the top 
I said top five, right? It's top five or is it top six? Yeah. So basically, if you win your conference, you are guaranteed to be in that top 12 and you'll get a first round buy. That's not that's not true. You oh, ha- it isn't? It's not. Because there are... Um, it, it's basically true, but... Only because the top five, the top five power conferences, are tend to be the highest ranked teams. But if you have a team that somehow gets ranked higher than the winner, like if we could we could use Central Florida. Let's use Central Florida for example. If okay. Central Florida somehow gets ranked higher than Kansas this year, that's the team you you brought up. Of yeah. Uh, an eight and four Kansas and and Central or it wasn't it Central Florida wasn't that the team that went undefeated for two years or whatever if they somehow were higher ranked than Kansas mm-hmm. because they uh, because they are higher ranked than Kansas if they also win their their conference they technically get the bid in over Kansas. I know that's a little weird, but that's how it works. It's based on your team ranking up against and you winning the the, the conference. Yeah, I mean overall, it, it's gonna it's a win, even if you do even if you do have that argument of well, we our one loss was in the conference championship game and that cost us a spot in the college football playoffs, but that does go to show the importance of winning games in in the conference and winning out and being the best team in your conference. But if you... Either over the overall season or in one hot stretch and you won your way all the way to make it to the conference championship game. But the other side of that is, and this is the big thing that, that you got to understand, uh, it's going to be... That will... Yes... But that will that those the there will also be, uh, they're also going off seeding, not necessarily your conference, from my understanding, or is the top four or is the top four or five? I I don't remember it all the way, and I'm trying to read it quick. I'm sorry, six. Okay. Either way, uh, they have 12 teams, so the committee will still get to pick other teams and get to decide on that. It's exciting. I'm happy. Uh, By the way, the first round of the playoffs is not at a neutral site. Rich, did I lose you? Nope, I'm good now. Okay, your camera is frozen. Oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, there you are. You're good. I can still hear you. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I I like it that those lower seeded games, so basically the first round of the playoffs is either at the home stadium of the higher seed or at a neutral site that is chosen by the by the higher seed so like yeah. so think of it like so like maybe if, a, maybe like a texas christian university which is in the dallas fort worth metroplex yep they could choose to play the game at jerry world yep. or at their home stadium yep just or, as an example or the georgia bulldogs or, could play at uh at uh at, the mercedes-benz yeah. home of the, in atlanta instead at the of Superdome. in athens oh wait isn't that what's happening this year yeah, imagine that. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, either way, it's gonna be that's gonna be a home game for him. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I think it's gonna be a good thing for college football. Yeah. It. I think 12 is a little much, but it's expanded. I'm not. I wanted more than four. We got more than four. I'm done. We don't. We go to 16. That's fine where that 12 is a good number. I think it's a little expanded, but I can go with 12. 
I could have swore your your format when you were when we were kind of ranting about this is we need to improve the college football players. You had twelve teams. No, mine was eight. Oh, yours was eight. Mine okay. was a power, power five plus three at large bids. You add four more teams, whatever. That's fine. I'm okay with it. All right, all right, Mike. So that's our college football talk. Probably the next time, just to be honest, Mike, but probably the next time we talk about this is when those semifinal games get played. We should probably and, pick uh, next week. Probably though, yeah. next week we're going to have to pick because we're going to be off. We we also need to at the end of the show we'll make the announcement, but the full announcement yeah. of it. We're not going to be doing a Christmas show this year again. We're taking Rich and I have decided the weekend of the week of Christmas. We are not doing so. Next week is we're going to have a really busy show because we're going to do two weeks worth of predictions plus the college bowl game predictions that mm-hmm. will happen before some of them that will happen uh, before we get on the air, depending on whether or not what New Year's looks like. Yeah, before the weekend yeah. of New Year's Eve. Yep. So, Mike. With this year, probably going to have to be quick hits because I, I could have swore we're up at that hour mark about about this time. We are right so at 50 things. minutes. All right. So a lot of things happened with the Chicago Cubs today. So we'll only let's, talk about the Cubs in the MLB news. Let's talk about the Cardinals first. Team. Okay, Mike. Go ahead. The Cardinals signed Wilson. They signed Wilson Contreras, five years, $87.5 million. Get paid, brother. But And I'm glad that I get to see you as often as I do because I now have Marquee Network. We're going to get you on Marquee Network. Uh, we're going to figure. We're gonna have to figure out how we're doing that. Figure something out. But we're going to get you on Marquee Network. Uh, we might be able to do it in a way that, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk. Anywho, that's outside of the show. So, Mike... Yeah, the, how much does this one hurt? Because I know that was one of your guys. That, that is, we can't lose this guy. We just can't lose this guy. There were two guys I said we should never lose. We should keep at almost all costs. And who are those guys besides Wilson Will- Contreras? I'm I'm assuming Wilson Contreras was number two. My number. Okay. No. Yeah. It was between him and Javi Baez. Those two. Those two are the two that I don't think we should or should have ever let go. I know you disagree with the Wilson, with the Javi Baez talk. <sighs> you got something that's going to make me heated, but you're going to bring it up. And I'm going to be... Okay, let's, let's, let's get through these other two before we, um, before we get All right, so really the Cubs, heated. The, so the Cubs are uh, went with a one-year prove-it deal for Cody Bellinger, who was an yep. MVP, who was the NL MVP back in 2019. Uh, to patrol probably somewhere in the outfield. Yep. And first base, and see what happens. I don't. I think it's. Uh, they can't lose here. If nope. he, if he continues his downward trajectory that he's been going through the last two years, we get rid of him at the end of the year. Yeah. If he if he's if we're a great team if if we're an average to bad team like we were this past year and he and he bounces back we've got a good trade chip at the deadline. Yep. Or We've got him in the house to maybe say, hey, you want to stick around long term? Yep, 100% agree. Um, yeah, and uh, the other news that came out right before that, did you get the, uh, did you get the, the, did you see the Twitter announcement reporting that was being made? No, which, maybe, which one are you talking about? About uh, what was said in the meeting, in a meeting between, the family owner of the team and the general manager? No, I did not. Go ahead, Mike. The purse strings have been opened. Dave, uh, so it has been reported that in a conversation between the Ricketts family and uh, president of operations that spend it all, buy us a team. Let's spend it. So, Mike, uh, the other sighting before I, before I ask you the question that I gave you in Messenger to kind of give you a response on, to give you time to formulate a good response here. Um, before I give you that question, uh, Jameson Tayon 
uh, probably a good mid-rotation guy. Signed with, we signed him away from the New York Yankees. He was 14-5 and five last year, had a ERA below four, had a league average ERA. I think that's a good signing to be a good number two guy, a number two or three guy in our rotation. So I kind of like that signing. But Wilson Contreras. Yeah. To me, five years, $87 million, when we maybe know we got a couple of guys down on the farm that could be coming up to take his job. I'm kind of okay with letting somebody else pay Contreras. Yeah, it's hard and taking for a me. chance and taking a chance that because most most of the time a catcher big long term deals for catchers tend not to age well. Here's a question for you though: Who can okay. make a snap throw to first behind a runner as well as Wilson Contreras? Not too many people. Who Not can make many people. a lightning fast throw over the head of the pitcher to get somebody out at second? Not too many people, but I'm still sticking it to that. I don't, only time will tell. I, I don't think that the whole, let's see if we made the mistake by letting them walk. I don't think it's going to be as an obvious of, Wow, it's a good thing we didn't sign that we that we chose to not re-sign that guy. Because look at the money that Baez got in the production that he put up for Detroit. Is that was that was he worth the money? I would say no. Okay. Chris Bryant has been a walk. Chris Bryant's probably spent more time on the injured list than on the field since he left Chicago. So it was a great we dodged a bullet with him. But and and here's something I will say about the entire actually you have to ask your question about the entire 2016 squad first, but then I'll, I'll make my statement about it. Yeah. But Mike with Contreras now out the door, we only got one guy from that 2016 world series team that was on that roster in that great October run. Who is it, Mike? You know, you, you told me already and I, I think. And David Ross doesn't count because he's no longer a player. He's in management as the coach. It's your cousin. My unofficial cousin, yes. Kyle Hendricks. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Everybody else has retired, gone somewhere else in free agency. Yep. Or Or been traded. traded. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's. That's a sad fact, but what we do know is anybody, anybody from any of those teams shows up at a steakhouse in Chicago. Guess what? They're not paying for that meal. I'm buying that guy's meal. And you're going to have 10 other guys in the room say, we're buying that guy's meal. Oh, yeah. Because they got me the ability to watch the World Series be brought home to Chicago. Oh, and by all means, and his first at bat in Cardinal Red, the Chicago faithful will give him a standing ovation where he'll have to tip his cap as a Willie, Willie, Willie. At bat number two, and from the rest on out, he's probably going to get booed. But that's being a fan. Yeah, that's being a fan when you sign with your sign with a rival. Yeah, it is. If okay. he hadn't, if he hadn't signed with, if he had signed with any other team with the than the Cardinals. He probably wouldn't get booed every single at bat, but that happens when you cross when you cross lines and sign with the heated rival of your former team. You ready to get me heated, so my, Rich? I I am. So, you said the purse strings are open, right? Yep. For whatever reason, the Cubs are saying we want it. We're going to be in on the top free agent shortstops. So Trey Turner is off the market as he signed an eleven-year deal. With the Phillies, yep. Xander Bogarts is off the market as he signs, I think, on a 10- or 11-year deal with the Pods. So that leaves Dansby Swanson and Carlos Correa. Now, Mike, before you, I'll let you formulate your response here, but the L.A. Dodgers, who lost Trey Turner, have come out and publicly said that they will not be pursuing Correa because they fear the backlash of their fan base because he was one of the more outspoken players from that 2017 squad that won the World Series 
and were found to have cheated during the postseason. So you're one of the most heated Astros haters. You still can't let that one go. I don't. Still won't. And Correa was one guy that was either didn't come out and say, you know what, yeah, I wish we hadn't done it that way. But we did. I'm sorry. So what? It, so using that same logic of we don't want to sign him because of the backlash our fan base may have toward him, what are your feelings as an Astro hater if the Cubs were to sign Correa? So this is a hard one for me. Because <laughs> it puts me in a Sorry. position to say uh, two things. One, I know that next year I'm not going to a Cubs game. Okay. I know it. Uh, we'll explain that in our shout-outs, by the way. Big announcement right. in our shout-outs. Big announcement. Cool. Um, I'm not going to a Cubs game next year. So even if we signed him, I wouldn't have to make this decision on what to do. But if I was at a Cubs game and they had signed Carlos Correa, I will stand up and turn my back. I won't cheer. Because of the uniform that I love, I won't boo. Okay. But I will stand up and turn my back until his at-bat is over. Period. So, so in theory, every single time that he comes up every bat, time. that could that could be your time that, well, I'm going to go hit the head. Or I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get drinks. No, in fact, I would refuse to do that. I'd refuse to not stand there and make him know that I hate him so much that I will turn my back and I will stand up and I will turn my back on the man every time. All right. I, that's, I that's couldn't just, do it. I, I just wanted to get your get your opinion on it. If now if I won't happens. I won't boo him because he wears a uniform that I if. He wears a uniform that I love so dearly. I don't think I could boo a man wearing that uniform. And if he right. brings a World Series to Chicago, ooh, I'm not buying him. A, I'm not. I will. Bu- I won't buy him a meal. But a beer might just happen to end up on my tab that he ends up drinking. I'm not saying I'll buy him a beer. <laughs> but if a beer ended up on my tab that he's drinking, but I'll ask the bartender to put his finger in the beer. Okay. And serve it with his finger in the beer. So maybe, uh, what's he drinking? A Bud Light? Send him a Coors Light instead. 100%. <laughs> Send him a Coors else. Light in a glass, put your finger in it while you hand it to him. Okay, so so our final piece of a quick hit that's related to the Cubs is Pat Hughes got some good news as he received a call from the Baseball Hall of Fame saying that he was going to be a a Hall of Famer as he is the recipient of the Ford C. Frick Award, which is the broadcaster's wing of the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved, Mike. Well-deserved. All right, Mike. So we have on here on the quick hits about Brittany Gator being released. Yes, it happened, and that's all we're going to say about that because we're kind of conflicted about how we feel about the entire situation, and that's just not a can of worms that we want to open up. Nope. So, uh, Rich, do you have any shout-outs to provide for the show? I do. i got to wish a happy birthday to my nephew, Brady, as it was his birthday on Tuesday. Uh, don't you have something else to, to talk about this week? On my end? Nope, that's more of next week's show, Mike, because it hasn't, because we will record a show before that date. Oh, it's Sunday next yeah, week, isn't it? It's a Sunday. Oh, I forgot. I didn't it's forget a about it. Okay. I didn't forget I... about it. But yes, uh, yes, I, it is hey. going to be my 12th wedding anniversary coming up on December 18th. Yeah, but... I forgot that. The, yeah. It's, it's Sunday Tony, next week. Mike, wow. I know you got a big show. I think I know what your thing is, but I'll let you break the news. So, Rich, we had talked about, uh, you and I got really excited this year because the Cubs are playing in Minnesota. When are the Cubs playing in Minnesota? 
Uh, toward the end of May, I think. It's like actually twenty fourth or twenty fifth. No, it's actually in the middle of May, if I remember. Oh, correctly. around your birthday, I it's think, if I remember right. Thirteenth and fourteenth. Um, uh, yeah, it's the thirteenth, uh, Saturday the thirteenth. So Solomon's birthday. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to go because there is, why a is that, Mike? very high likelihood that my wife will be giving birth to our baby. And that is awesome news, Mike. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally thrilled. I'd much rather be with my wife having a baby. And even if she's not having a baby, I want to be around to help her get the house ready, get the things. And just in case the baby decides to come early, I want to be ready for that. Uh, it's technic- That would technically be... 15 days early or so. So that would be way earlier than we would want, but enough early that we won't plan on me going. So yeah. I don't get so to Mike, go to that game. Maybe the, so yeah, that Twins-Cubs game in Minnesota will probably have to wait until 2025. Yep. Yep. And that's all right. At that point, uh, my baby girl will be uh, able to come and understand and enjoy. And uh, maybe my other baby. I don't know what the other baby is. It's not an announcement about anything about that other about my new baby coming uh, at the next year. No announcement about that is happening right now, other than it is happening. Um, but yeah, so that's right. Yeah. With all that right, being said. Rich, people are watching us uh, on Facebook, but you know what? They want to listen to us on their commute to work. What should they do? You know, Mike, uh, you can, they can look us up anywhere where they find their, their, uh, their podcast, Apple, Google, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Yep. So Mike, if uh, they're listening to us out in podcast land and they want to see our faces and interact with us, if they catch our live videos, um, they can find it on Facebook Live. But if they don't like Facebook, where else can they find us? You can find us on uh, on YouTube where you can watch our videos. Rich, with all that being said, what's it time to do? Mike, let's go ahead and roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.